Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Creative Biolabs podcast series. Today, we invite David to join our show. Thank you for joining us, David. Thank you for inviting me, Connie. So, as we all know, traditional cancer treatments mainly include surgery, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and targeted therapy. In recent years, tumor-targeted therapies have become popular. Selecting specific ligands that target tumors is the most widely used strategy in targeted therapy. But today, we are going to discuss a particular group of emerging targeted drugs that holds great potentials. They are referred to as the aptamer. But before we get into aptamer, can you first explain to us why we want to study cancer at the molecular level? Sure. We know that traditionally, a cancer diagnosis is mostly based on the morphology of tumor tissue or cells. This is obviously not efficient at all. Diseases such as cancers originate from the mutations of human genes. The genetic alterations result in different behaviors of the diseased cells. The corresponding changes will somehow change cells at the morphological and molecular levels. In other words, these morphological features are difficult to identify by conventional treatment methods, like the ones you mentioned before. So the best means to monitor cancers would utilize molecular characteristics, especially at the proteomic level. That is because of the direct connection between genetic features and protein expression. And that is why we need to find a method to distinguish the difference between any two given types of cells. For example, normal versus tumor cells or tumor cell type 1 versus type 2. This would significantly advance our understanding of the biological processes and mechanisms of diseases, effectively helping the diagnosis, prevention, and treatment of cancer. Yeah, I agree. Now with that part is cleared, we can now move on to today's topic, aptamers. Can you give us a brief introduction to aptamers? So aptamers were initially described in the late 20th century. They mainly consist of short-chain nucleotide sequences and they are basically just single-stranded DNA, RNA, or modified nucleic acids. However, aptamers can specifically bind to target molecules. They have various forms of targets, including all kinds of small molecules, proteins, cells, tissues, and organisms. Apart from being used as targeting ligands, aptamers also act as small molecular agents, which means that they are able to inhibit the functions of target proteins. You know there are a lot of ligands currently applied in tumor-targeted therapies. There are antibodies, antibody fragments, and small molecules, but not aptamers. So what do you think are the advantages of aptamers compared to other ligands? As I mentioned before, aptamers have high specificity, a characteristic that is based on aptamers' ability to fold and form more complex tertiary structures. Besides, aptamers have flexible structures and very small molecular weights, 
and can cross the blood-brain barrier. This is very remarkable because the blood-brain barrier is a physiological barrier that antibodies cannot enter. Aptamers are produced by chemical synthesis in vitro. That means short synthesis time, low cost, high stability. Another interesting point is that aptamers with unique properties can be combined with targets to directly exert the efficacy of drugs to treat cancer. At the same time, aptamers act as carriers for drug delivery. They can combine with drugs to achieve targeted drug delivery and play an important role in targeted tumor therapy. These advantages make aptamers superior to other ligands. Wow, sounds like we can use aptamers to achieve so much more in cancer treatment. How can we obtain targeted aptamers then, and at the same time, achieve their specificity? That's a good question. To select high-affinity aptamers for targets, there is a quite mature and widely used technology called systematic evolution of ligands by exponential enrichment. It can help to select high-affinity aptamers for assigned targets. Its process can be briefly divided into five steps, including incubating a random oligonucleotide sequence library with the target molecules. To select the sequences binding to the target molecule, eluding the bound DNAs and incubating them with negative cells, collecting unbound DNAs and amplifying eluded oligonucleotides to enrich the library using PCR and RT-PCR. And the last step is separating the amplified products into single-strand DNA for next-round selection and sequencing for aptamers identification. The process of binding, separation, amplification, and pool conditioning needs to be repeated before the resulting nucleic acid pool is enriched enough with target binding sequences. In general, researchers get a rich pool through 5 to 15 rounds of selection. This procedure mainly promotes its specificity. Then, the enriched pool is sequenced and bioinformatics analysis is used to identify aptamer candidates from the sequencing results. And after all these processes, the selected aptamer is chemically synthesized and characterized. Sounds very labor-intense, but it allows us to easily discover molecular features of assigned cells and at the same time generate probes. What are the advantages of this purification method? What I like the most about this method is that you don't have to purify specific molecular targets, and the cell surface proteins remain in their native conformations throughout the whole selection process. That can help to create a true molecular profile of the disease cells because the probes can recognize the targets in their native state. Another advantage is high resolution and high affinity. The selected aptamers can bind to target cells with an equilibrium dissociation constant in the nanomolar to picomolar range. More importantly, probes generated from this process are much better than the single biomarker-based assays in clinical practice. This is because the former provides more information for accurate disease diagnosis and prognosis. They indeed provide clinicians with the practical potential for early detection, diagnosis, and therapeutic intervention. At last, Aptamers selected by systematic evolution of ligands by exponential enrichment might provide new opportunities in personalized medicine. I heard that there are some therapeutic aptamers have already been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for disease treatment. Right, we already see aptamers entered the clinics as therapeutic drugs including treatment of eye diseases, cardiovascular diseases, tumors, and inflammations. At present, 
There are three types of aptamers in clinical trials for tumor treatment. The first one is AS1411. It binds to the external domain of the target with high affinity. In many cancer models like lung cancer, breast cancer, kidney cancer, and liver cancer, AS1411 can inhibit cell proliferation and induce cell apoptosis. The second one is NOXA12. This one is an L-type RNA aptamer, so it can resist nuclease degradation. It inhibits tumor cell proliferation, new blood vessel formation, and metastasis. The last one, AGRO100, can bind to nucleolin to produce anti-proliferation effects in tumor cells. In some phase I clinical trials, AGRO100 showed high safety and anti-tumor proliferation effects. But so far, none of the aptamers have been approved for the treatment of tumors. Compared with antibody development, the development of therapeutic aptamers is relatively slow. Slow, but definitely moving in the right direction. Okay, so this is all for today. Thank you David, for another great session. And thanks to everyone who's listening. We will continue our discussion on RNAs in the next episode. See you next time.